if you have a multi eight figure, like multiple eight figure earner self or seven figure earner self or multi six figure, depending on where you're, where you're at, does that image that you have in your mind align with where you are now? Because I always tell my clients, you want to embody the future version of yourself as much as you possibly can in the present, because that's going to shift you energetically and have you mentally connect with where you're going through your physical representation. And when you put on an outfit that just makes you feel on, it gives you like a positive boost and like, yes, I'm heading in the right direction. It's shown through a lot of studies that you will actually show up way more productive during the day. You will make more eye contact with your clients, with your patients, whoever that may be. And your presence overall is just greater. Your energy is greater because you're kind of reinforcing that the, the higher vibration of yourself, if you will. So that's a really big aspect to it. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of the None of Your Business podcast. You're going to love this week's guest. In fact, here I am in my Roosevelt shirt. Usually people talk to me about the way that I dress. I didn't I didn't get prepared for this. I, usually I got, know. I'm feeling so underdressed. Man, Usually was, we're I mean, always we're gonna the make, best dressed We're going to get dialed in, in here. We're going to get dialed <laughs> in. Um, uh, yeah, I can't wait to hear this. This is going to be amazing. Um, look, we have talked about in so many uh, forums, so many different types of courses, trainings, etc. what you are wearing and your fashion, your sense of fashion, all of that can actually drive sales, drive authority, credibility. People are judging you very quickly in a split second. I also know that we work with a ton of healthcare providers. Oh, what a tricky scenario. I can't wait to dive into that. Like, what about, well, should we wear scrubs? Does that make us look more professional? And we've talked about sales colors. We talked about what you're wearing and how that can and can influence your prospects mindset before you've even opened your mouth. All of this and so much more with Christy Russell. She is joining us today. Christy, welcome to the None of Your Business podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to chat with you both. Well, we are so excited to have you here. This is definitely a topic and a subject, like Sean said, that's near and dear to our hearts. Um, not only do we love fashion and shopping and putting together outfits and showing our personalities through what we wear, whether it's on stage or on a podcast, um, but we always encourage other individuals to do so. And like Sean said, especially in the healthcare world, I think that that's a struggle for a lot of healthcare entrepreneurs about yeah. what do I wear? What do I show up in? And so I'm so excited to dive in on this topic. But before we dive in and I'll answer, you answer all of our questions, we always like to start with our guests to find out a little bit more about you and your story and how you end up on this show talking to us today. Oh, well, I my background's actually in chiropractic. My dad was a chiropractor. I grew up in a very holistic wellness-based model and consulted chiropractors for a number of years uh, with my my dad who had a consulting company at the time that's no longer uh, like no longer in business he's since retired um, but chiropractic's my jam I love it and uh, I've just had the pleasure to connect with a lot of chiropractors over the years and uh, through that time I, I fell in love with you know speaking to people about you know their their health their wellness 
And um, I was fortunate enough to connect with a chiropractor during one of my dad's seminars named Skip, who is just such a wonderful, wonderful human being. And uh, he and I have just stayed in touch over the years. And through that time, I, I transitioned into image consulting, actually due to my mom like having passed. And uh, it was something where she and I used to connect so deeply about fashion in particular. And when she was sick, as uh, she journeyed through uh, cancer, unfortunately, that she had, uh, one of the things that she really struggled with was her own image and how that made her feel when she was losing weight and was no longer feeling like herself anymore. And through that experience, I was I had purchased some clothing for her to try and lift her spirits, make her feel better, make her feel more beautiful as a, a, a like a birthday gift that I was getting ready for her. And it was one of those moments where uh, when I gave her this outfit that I had gotten for her, she just completely lit up to a version of herself that I hadn't seen in such a long time because she was struggling with cancer for so long. And it really connected for me the power that style can have, that fashion can have in terms of changing what we believe to be truer about ourselves, feeling a internal connection that makes us feel more vibrant, more healthy, uh, more on during the day. And it brought her to a point where she was feeling better than I had seen her her whole like cancer uh, journey. And though she had passed a month later, it was something that really struck a chord with me. Um, that experience after I'd given her this outfit to just see her glow in a whole new light. And it pivoted my my journey into image consulting and helping people communicate powerfully through style, connecting their fashion with their mission and helping them show up as the most authentic, powerful version of themselves so that they can make more money doing what they love and helping their nonverbal messaging communicate beautifully for them so that it helps them actually earn uh, more, more money. And so Skip, over that period of time, we've just stayed connected. And uh, he had seen me uh, teach image to a group of chiropractors back in the day. And he's connected me to you guys. And now here we are. <laughs> Love it. That's it's awesome. Well, let's go right at it. We're going to go right at the heart. Um, we work with a lot of chiropractors and a lot of entrepreneurs. Let's just attack them both. Starting point chiropractors they mm -hmm. want to wear like scrubs because their whole thing is like i just want to be comfortable, comfortable. and yeah. you know i'm doing this movement um number one number two entrepreneurs jeans and a black t-shirt want to wear jeans <laughs> and a black i'm guilty of it myself it's, it's easy I'm you got your jeans and you got your like 10 black t-shirts i love robert barricade v-neck t-shirts you just buy 10 of them you wake up every morning you throw those on i always have a different pair of shoes on though that's what I, what I change up. But look, the reality is, is that's probably not the best expression of who we are. Um, if that's what we're working with, if that's our starting point. Let's begin the discussion there. How do we begin to evolve ourselves and our fashion into something that is a little bit more reflective of who we are and what we want to project to the world? So there's a few layers to that. I think the first um, number one is knowing that comfort doesn't need to be sacrificed in the name of style. I think a lot of people have this expectation that you're going to be super uncomfortable and you're going to be this like fake version of yourself. And it's got to be this very stiff presentation. And that's not true. Like you want your fashion to reflect who you are. It doesn't need to look like something that came down the runway in order to be relevant. And it doesn't need to be this, again, like stiff expression of of you so you can have comfortable fashion and still have it look look sorry polished and professional and make you feel good and make you feel elevated 
I think the second thing here too is remembering, does the highest and best version of yourself show up kind of sloppy, right? I think most of us, when we have this idyllic version of ourselves in our mind and we're thinking about you know, the money that we want to make, how many, uh, you know, patients are in our care, how many customers that we're serving, you know, there's an image that comes to mind with the lifestyle that we're living. And for a lot of my clients that I'm working with, they also think about the style that they have at that level. And maybe it's not like a, a like a crazy suit or something that you're wearing, but the fabrics might be more refined. The image might be more refined. Like it looks a little bit different for obviously everybody, but if you have a multi eight figure, like multiple eight figure earner self or seven figure earner self or multi six figure, depending on where you're, where you're at, does that image that you have in your mind align with where you are now? Because I always tell my clients, you want to embody the future version of yourself as much as you possibly can in the present, because that's going to shift you energetically and have you mentally connect with where you're going through your physical representation. And when you put on an outfit that just makes you feel on, it gives you like a positive boost and like, yes, I'm heading in the right direction. It's shown through a lot of studies that you will actually show up way more productive during the day. You will make more eye contact with your clients, with your patients, whoever that may be. And your presence overall is just greater. Your energy is greater because you're kind of reinforcing that the, the higher vibration of yourself, if you will. So that's a really big aspect to it. I think the other thing too is, recognizing here and this doesn't come in a nasty way but your customers and clients are looking to you for the embodiment of your results mm -hmm. so if they're looking to you as the leader in like the situation um like even if it's like healthcare let's say for example are you showing up powerfully as that because people are going to judge you based on how you look right a, a doctor that's in scrubs like a healthcare provider in scrubs you know, speaks more medical model. If you're a chiropractor, that's more of a holistic, then you would have a very different image than that. Right. And so your clients are going to be looking at you and asking like, is he or she trustworthy? Do they look the part? Do I think they're successful? What do I think their skill sets like? And they're going to make that snap the judgment story based on how you look. And it's, again, it's not from a nasty place. It's just, we're in such a visual culture right now that people, you know, we double tap, we keep scrolling based on what we do or don't like. And so you want to make sure that your image is obviously working to your advantage rather than sort of subtracting it. It's just kind of like if I showed up here today in like a sweatshirt, like a messy hair, no makeup, and I look like I just rolled out of bed, you'd be like, excuse me? We are not taking advice from yeah. what is happening. You know what I mean? Like it all kind of goes into your messaging that you're creating for your brand. So make sure that it works obviously for you. Right. Yeah. I love that you brought this topic up because I can't tell you how many service providers that I have worked with or coached that super struggle with this concept yeah. because they feel like if they show up like too big or in too nice of clothing or a really nice dress or something designer that people are actually going to judge them for having too much money because mm. of that big, really big service heart that they struggle with. And yeah. we've had conversations with a lot of our clients that in fact, they're looking to you to guide them and into something. Maybe it's into a better level of health. Maybe you're a financial advisor and they're looking for guidance on their finances. It doesn't matter what industry or profession that you're in, but they want to actually see you 
showing up successful. And so I love that you said that because people battle with that. Like, I don't want to show off. I don't want people to think I make too much money. But in reality, like you said, they want to see you as an embodiment of your results. Well, I don't want to go to a broke doctor no, and I don't want to have a broke financial advisor. Well, I don't want to or... have a broke fashion consultant either. Right. I mean, if you're good at it, you're going to be, you're going to you make money. Showing <laughs> you're showing yeah. people what's possible, not only just through obviously your skill set, but like how you show up, right? There's no nobility in being broke. Like there just right. isn't like your clients don't want you to be broke. They want you to be successful because you're paving path of what's possible for them. In, right. in health and customer service, like whatever it might look like for service providers. And so most people want to see someone expressing the bigness of who they are. And, you know, there's freedom that comes with money and choice that comes with money. And so why wouldn't you want to show that you're the embodiment of that to like whoever interacts with you? I think that's really powerful and more people need mm -hmm. to show that that embodiment personally, I, I believe. I think being able to talk about money and image and and showing that you worked hard for this, this is something that you earned and that you've cracked the code for energetically, I think is really cool. I love seeing people do that. Absolutely. So there's tons of research. You have um, some data on your website surrounding color, tons of research about the psychology of color. Yeah. Um, there's also a piece of research that happened um, that I talk about where they looked at medical doctors um, and they were bringing them into different scenarios and they were changing what they were wearing. Mm. Sometimes they didn't have a white coat, sometimes they had jeans, and they were trying to figure out what um, pieces of clothing instilled the highest level of trust. And you know, it came out that it was the tie. Yeah. Like they, if they had a tie, if they took the tie off, the, the level of trust plump, they could have a tie on in blue jeans mm -hmm. and, it, and they still maintain their trust. It was very interesting. Chiropractors hate ties because it flops, but medical but doctors med hate ties more. Doctors hate ties because they get dirty. So you don't, you don't wash ties, so they don't want to wear their ties. ties. <laughs> right. So, but here's the thing super simple. If we're going to talk sales and, and it's, it's to a male. Blue suit, white shirt, solid color, solid color blue, white shirt, red tie. This, I'm so excited. I'm just going to just sit here. You guys are going to talk for a little bit because then when it comes to the female, all of a sudden it gets super complicated. I, this is the best I can do because I'm not a female. I tell females, look, you just need to watch the political races. We're about to enter one in the United States coming up here and see how people that, that dress that have a, a stylist like Christine in their life get dressed in a way that's influential and try to emulate that. But now we have an expert here. So what do you say? How should we style females so that they are powerful, that they are projecting confident. a message, confident, and sell, they're able to sell? What, what does that outfit look like for them? Well, I think the first piece is know your audience. So what's their level of expectation? And you have to, like your lifestyle comes into play, right? So a doctor or a chiropractor, like whomever they are, obviously needs their clothing to be mobile, right? So that they can move around. So wearing a suit, probably not going to happen, right? But this is where you can use other things like color to your advantage. So darker, cooler colors have a more professional air to them. That's why you see them in a lot of corporate environments. If you watch a show like Suits, let's say, for example, it's like the traditional suit that you see and everything is very cool. It's high contrast and coloring. So you can get into navies, crisp whites, dark charcoals, uh, like things of that nature that emulate or create more of that 
traditional polish in terms of like the business world, if you will, and adopt that even into your casual clothing if you want it to have more formality. That's why you hear people talk about how neutrals look more expensive. And it's not that neutrals look more expensive. You can make any outfit look expensive. It's the color psychology behind it that can create more of a formality to it. And so you can adopt that into your casual, like casual clothing or your professional clothing as well. I think for women, especially little things go a long way. So if you're a woman that colors her hair, let's say, for example, maintain it, upkeep your hair, don't let the roots grow like really far down, uh, get regular trims, keep everything like nice and clean. Obviously, this goes for men as men as well. Uh, little things like makeup, it doesn't mean you need to look like a Barbie doll and be made up to the nines and have this like crazy, you know, compacted made up face, but just something so that it looks polished it looks a little bit more finished so again whatever that might look for like for you even if it's a, a little bit of gloss some mascara and you want to call it a day that's fine but just something to create that professional air it's like a professional mask if you will right that you're kind of putting on and that's your uniform if you will during the day other little things like adding accessories to an outfit there are finishing touches for women so you don't have to go crazy statement pieces because i know that doesn't speak to everybody but a simple necklace simple earrings maybe a ring or two little things like that can go a long way just to give an overall finish to your to your look and then if you can wear a blazer it adds a level of formality that will go a long way again if you're moving a lot if that's not doable then you don't have to go in that direction but even blazers that come in stretchier fabrics can really add a level of professionalism and a feeling of being very modern at the same time that can be really beautiful. Um, and incorporating the color red, whether you're male or female, can really go a long way. Red is such a power color. That's why you see politicians wear red with their suits in the in form of the tie. And so for women, that could be a bold red lip, a beautiful red blouse, red slacks, something like that, that incorporates that little bit of power into your look. It can really create yeah, just a beautiful presence if you're if you're wanting to create that for yourself, which is really nice. But again, your colors can can go a long way. So even if you aren't going to go super formal, use colors to your advantage, even in your casual clothing to communicate what it is, what it is that you want. And then bold color in itself, like cobalt blue, bright yellows, blues, purples, whatever, that creates a dominant feel as well. And it shows that you are bold. And actually there's a mind-body connection that if you're wearing a bold color, they show that people stand taller and make more eye connection because you're feeling more empowered by the color that you're wearing and the connection that that color has for you, which is mm. kind of cool. I love yeah. that. That's super cool. Yeah. yeah. I, I love, I, I love that you brought up just like kind of the fishing touches to create that polished look, because even if you work in a facility where you're required to wear scrubs or something of that nature, and you can't express yourself through your actual clothing, you can put on beautiful jewelry or a, a little bit more of a statement earring or a nice ring. If you, if you have that flexibility that can still kind of show off a little bit of who you are. So yeah. it doesn't have to stop just at the clothing. And I think people oftentimes they overlook that. And so I think it's important to pay attention to those things as well. Yeah. Little um, details go a long way for sure. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So I have, I, I have a thought because I know that there's a lot of listeners that may be thinking, well, I, you know, I don't have a lot of money to mm -hmm. devote mm -hmm. to my clothing. Uh, and I heard you say this line, you said it a little bit, of, a, a bit ago, and you said you can make any outfit look expensive, right? Yes. And so I believe that as well, that you can find really basic pieces and dress them up. So can you talk a little bit about how somebody getting started maybe on a budget can, can express themselves still? 
Sure. So one of the first things that probably goes the most overlooked is just paying attention to the simple act of fit or making best friends with a local seamstress or tailor. And again, these don't have to be expensive, but you could get a like a, a $20 blouse from H&M. And if it is altered to your body type, you could look like a million dollars. And so paying attention to fit really just adds a level of sophistication and refinement to your image overall. And it doesn't require you to go and buy bulks and bulks of clothing. And I don't agree with that anyway. I think getting intentional about your closet is what's important. So again, really paying attention to fit and making sure that you like how it fits, especially for women out there. You know, we have such a tie with clothing, especially because it's been so deeply embedded in who we are. And so when we have something that fits well, we feel better, right? If you buy an outfit for for work or a date or something and you really love how it fits, like you just feel on in a whole new way. And this goes for men too. So fit alone is such a big thing. Uh, the other thing too is to look at classic pieces. And this may not be the most exciting thing on the planet, but if you're getting really classic elements like a dark wash jean, a really beautiful classic trouser that fits your body really well, a nice blouse, a really beautiful blazer, and let's say like a nice sweater that's easy and comfortable, you know, getting those things, whether you want to get them in neutrals, which will kind of elevate your look or in a really like beautiful, bold color, just to shake it up a little bit. These will keep, or sorry, these are pieces that you'll be able to keep in your closet for a really long time. Use over and over again. They will mix and match with everything else in your closet. Again, so that you don't need an, a, an expansive wardrobe in order to create a lot of different outfits. And so one of the things that I've talked to many people that are on budgets on, even my clients that have expansive budgets, is creating what I call modules. So you take three tops, two bottoms, and one outer layer. So that's just six pieces. And if you're intentional and make sure that all of those pieces mix and match, that will create 12 different outfits for you. And if you buy a second module that matches with the first one, you'll actually take in your outfit combinations from 12 up to um, 48 to 72 outfit possibilities. So that alone, just from the mix and match factor, because most people have more than 12 pieces hanging out in their closet. But if you're intentional with it, you can really create more outfits. And then just having like a few key accessories, whether it's a beautiful watch, nice earrings, nice necklace, whatever that might look like, cuffs for the guys if they want, just little added, like added touches that you can incorporate into your outfit will just elevate it because it looks intentional. That's really what style comes down to is making it look intentional, making it look like you put more thought into it than you actually did. Yeah. So even just a nice belt for men or women can go a really long way and will make an outfit look instantly more polished than if you were just wearing the basic, uh, you know, jeans and, and, and dress shirt, let's say, for example, adding that belt in there is instantly going to elevate it and take it up a notch. Oh, you know, I know what people are thinking because we always are trying to get into the mind of our, our listeners out there and they're probably thinking, Okay, Christy, that sounds like a lot. Like I don't even know what looks good on me, right? Mm -hmm. And I and I I think that there is power in having somebody help you choose things that you normally wouldn't choose for yourself. Mm -hmm. um, again, we're creatures of habit. And if you've had a style for a long time and you want to break out into it and try these basic things where I can create 72 outfits, like how would one go about doing that or finding the right person to help them? So first of all, I have a YouTube channel where I actually show this in real time a lot of different ways. So if you want to see it and see it broken down, I go step by step by step by step so people can watch it if they want some help with it that way. I Great. think the other thing too is getting inspiration, getting clear on what you want. So one of the best ways that I think most people approach style that is part of the reason they experience so much confusion is 
they treat it like decorating a living room with no plan. So if I were to walk into a furniture store and I just pick everything on site that I want and then I bring it home and I'm like, sweet, this is so going to work. And then like dropping all this furniture I randomly picked out and putting it in my living room, it's going to be a hot mess. Nothing's yeah. going to match. Nothing's going to go. Right. Because I didn't plan anything. I didn't get it ready. Instead, what most people end up doing if they're planning a room in their home, they're like, okay, what colors do I want? What's the vibe in this room? What's the feeling I want to create? And from there, they get strategic about what it is they want to buy. So mm. I always tell clients, like, you got to look at what's the message you're wanting to create? How do you want to feel in your clothing? What does that high level man or woman look like that six, seven, eight figure earner? How does he or she dress? And once I have a mental picture of that, go to Pinterest, Google, scroll Instagram, get some clarity on what that might look like. And from there, you can take inspiration from those photos and try and recreate them the best that you can based on what you already own in your closet. You don't need to have those exact pieces. But if you see someone in a photo wearing like a, a beautiful blouse, nice jeans, belt, and maybe they've got like some some added pop of color that you wouldn't have thought of. You don't need to have those exact pieces, but you can try and recreate that based on where you already have in your closet, because there is always outfit potential you are not thinking of that's already sitting there and waiting for you. And simply by the act of experimenting, which a lot of people are hesitant to do in case they, you know, quote unquote, get it wrong. You know, a lot of people are open themselves up to what they do and don't like. And I think that, that there's power in that in trying something you might put a, an outfit together and think, my God, what was I thinking? I, I hate how this looks, right? But at least that's feedback. And now you know that you can move on from that aesthetic because it's not something that really speaks to you. And you can do the same thing with an inspiration photo and bring that to any store and try and recreate that based on what they may have on the rack and see again, like, is this me? Do I feel powerful when I wear this? If I something feels off, like, what is it? And like, what would I change? I think a lot of people don't give themselves enough credit for trusting themselves in how they want to look or feel, right? We're kind of looking around to see like, is this accepted? Are people going to like what I'm choosing for myself rather than getting deeply rooted in what you desire and how you want to communicate to the rest of the world? Um, and there's like, there's just power in experimenting. So I think the vision piece, you have to get clear on what you're trying to create because the willy nilly stuff everywhere is what creates a lot of stress for people in the first place. Mm -hmm. One of the things I think that then people will, once they get this together, they get some, hopefully they would get some help, um, and be able to kind of break out of their shell. But then what, I mean, even you say this is I wear this outfit. Oh, I knew you were going to ask that. And I can't wear it ever again because I wore it on this stage or on this TV show or on this appearance, should we just throw it away? Is there a way that we can recycle our looks if we're concerned about repeating outfits? Of course. I actually love seeing people repeat outfits. You actually see Kate Middleton, um, Anna Wintour, like all sorts of people repeat their outfits all the time and they are highly photographed. Right. So I think it's more about looking at your thoughts as to why you think you can't wear it more than once. Mm -hmm. But the other thing too is taking a, like, let's say it's a top that you wore, you loved it. I've heard a lot of women say this, if it's a printed top, like, oh my God, people are for sure going to remember that. Like I can't wear it again. So rather than putting it with the same bottom, literally pull out the bottoms you have in your closet, skirts, pants, jeans, whatever you got, and put that top, like even if you have to lay it on your bed, put it over top of those bottoms and see how can you make it work. 
is there another accessory that you can pull in that will make that blouse suddenly match with that bottom? Or is there an added accessory you can add to the picture to bring co different colors to, like together, right? Get creative on how you can add like additional layers or features into the outfit or to that piece that will make it go with the other bottoms that you have in your closet rather than just the one bottom that you put it with on that one occasion because there's always more possibilities and a lot of this comes down to experimenting with color a lot of people are scared to wear color because it's so much more of a focal point when you step out onto this like the street side right um but if you can get into like color blocking or playing with a little bit more color you'll be more bold and come up with more outfits in your closet in terms of what's potentially hiding there rather than feeling like you've got to you know toss the outfit aside <laughs> from what you did initially and sometimes it could just honestly be maybe you are wearing those two pieces together but maybe this time the accessories are different maybe you've got a bold lip this time and you didn't originally maybe your hairstyle is a little different like that enough can often feel like you're doing something different mm. <laughs> I, love I feel called out well, yeah know, I'll, I'll go next out. that's why <laughs> well, i'll go next because i have another question and it's it's only somewhat calling out but we we well a little bit a be, well, no this is this is for my own edification okay. right here because you've mentioned accessories hair etc one thing we haven't talked about and i know that even on the male side people talk about what oftentimes what you notice first about a man's dress watch, watch accessory shoes. shoes and then i'm learning this because um, I'm actually pretty good at picking out your clothes fashion when we go when we go shopping. But what I can't figure out are the shoes. Yeah. How important are the shoes in both cases? Very. Yeah. People notice shoes. It's even politicians. Actually, one of the things that they have done in past is they make sure that a politician's shoes aren't too perfect so that he still he or she looks relatable still. So that's a like a little interesting thing I I found fascinating. But shoes are it's one of those things like it's an aesthetic thing so it can be a sign of wealth in some situations like women with the Louboutin shoes right seeing that red sole is sort of a sign of wealth um or influenced in some degree in terms of fashion right there's a status that's sort of behind it and it's the same with men as well like you can get things that really speak to your aesthetic whether it's a beautiful oxford maybe it's a really cool running shoe that's got like a cool color story behind it but when things look clean well taken care of they don't look like they've been through the gutter and back right it just adds a little level story of sophistication to the outfit um and so it's good to just maintain your shoes especially in winter depending on the climate that you're in like I'm in Canada so our shoes our footwear goes through the ringer with like salt and snow and slush and all the things so although it's annoying to do every day every time I come back in I have to wipe down my footwear just to make sure that the salt doesn't sort of eat away at it and take away from the overall aesthetic that I'm trying to create especially if it's in a professional environment um but I think that's where you can really let your personality shine even if you're in a business situation like you could get a really fashion forward shoe uh, that can look really sophisticated or kind of edgy. And that just like shifts the image just a little bit to make it more playful or progressive looking or what have you. Uh, I think it's a really great feature. Like people always, always, always notice it. The more texture in a shoe, the more casual it looks, the more refined and smooth a shoe looks, the more sleek, sophisticated and expensive a shoe will look. I have one more super outside the box. You are welcome to disagree with me, but I, I get this uh, question a lot that people will say, um, well, what I want to do is I, I just want to build a business, Christy, where I, I'm just going to wear like a, a Hawaiian shirt. I'm going to wear some cargo pants and flip flops. 
um, because that's that's who I am. And I say, well, look, if you're brand new in business and we're going to open up a business, a service business in, I don't know, Omaha, Nebraska, it's not going to be very well received. Then somebody always says, yeah, but look at Patch Adams. Look at Lady Gaga. They just wear whatever they want to wear. To which, jobs. To, at, yeah. right, to which I say, yeah, but they've earned that. This is a this was a, a progression, a journey. Um, any thoughts on that? Like, what if I just like I don't want to wear a suit, and I don't want to. I just I just want to wear a Hawaiian shirt and you know flip flops and just be me. But I also want to be successful. Um, can you guide me to get to where I could have a life where I could wear that? So this, I, I love this kind of question because they're so layered with different things. So number one, actually my dad as a chiropractor used to wear Hawaiian shirts, funny enough to work. And it was in Canada. So even when it was like minus 30 outside, he was rocking his Hawaiian shirts with like flamenco music and his practice and all that kind of thing. Awesome. And, but he was known for that. And I think if you're going to do something like that, you have to have such ownership about who you are and knowing your skill set is top notch. And there is such a refinement to your process and you are thriving, then have at it. You've created your brand. That's what it is. And you have the confidence and communication style that is powerful enough that it's it's going to serve you. It becomes something that makes you noticeable. It's your carved out uniform, if you will. And so this becomes a point of strength. And that's why people have like signature styles like Lady Gaga or Steve Jobs or anything like that. If you're starting out, though, if you're still refining your process, if you are, are wavering a little bit more on your confidence, if you don't quite have, if you're not quite where you want to be yet, then I would say rely on things that you know are going to serve you well when it comes to your image by leaning into something that's more professional. Even my dad with his Hawaiian shirts, it was still a higher end refined fabric that he was getting them in. They were like they were beautifully tailored and, and they did. They look fabulous. Um, but if you're someone that's starting out and you don't really know what your signature style is yet, and again, you're refining your process, I think leaning into what the patient expectation is or your customer's expectation is when they see you can serve you really, really well. I mean, if you have billions of dollars like Steve Jobs did in the bank, then have at it. You can have whatever uniform that you want. But again, remember here, it doesn't have to be this uh, stuffy, uptight like suit that you're wearing to work all the time because that doesn't work for everyone. Not everyone's personality style thrives in that kind of setting. So if that's the case, if you're going to lean into, let's say a dress shirt, for example, can you get it in a soft fabric? And this can go for men or women that feels comfortable, that feels like slipping on pajamas, that makes you feel powerful without feeling stuffy at the same time, but still conveys a level of success and communicates that you are uh, like, you know what you're doing, right? Because people will judge what they think you are capable of based on your image. That's something I take my clients through all the time, a before and after photo. And they will, people assume like what your level of income is, whether they think you're trustworthy, whether your skills are up to date, all those things based on what they see. So again, if you have that ownership and you know that you've nailed your skill and your craft and you're making money, you can wear, honestly, whatever you want and make that your brand. But until that point, use image as a tool because otherwise you might be self-sabotaging without knowing it. Mm. I literally could talk about this topic for 
for hours and I could listen to you forever, but I, great stuff. I, I know, it's so great good. Stuff. I know we're coming to an end. So before we go, I want to talk a little bit about your website, fashiontranslated.com because sure. you have a plethora of information on there. Not only ways that people can work with you, but I know that you have courses on there for people that want to learn about style and how to style themselves and stuff about the closet. So tell us a little bit about how somebody could engage with you, how they could connect with you and work with you in the future. Sure. So the if someone wants to engage with me and just connect, uh, I mean, any of my social platforms are really great. YouTube and Instagram are probably the places I hang out the most, to be honest. So if they want to hang out with me there, they can. Uh, I also have a podcast, Rise Through Style. If people want uh, information about style, more of the strategy behind it, the image piece, I talk about that every single week on my podcast. Uh, and then in terms of if you want my help, if you want my eyes on your style, if you want some assistance with that, I have a community called Rise Through Style where I give people the tools uh, to create a style that's authentic to them. It's not about a cookie cutter version of me or somebody else, but something that's authentic to them based on their lifestyle, based on their needs that they can hop into at any time. Rise Through Style is always open. And in there, I do monthly trainings, monthly Q and A's, shop your closet sessions, like all sorts of stuff so that I can physically see what you're doing and give you feedback in real time based on what you need assistance with when it comes to comes to your style. And of course, if you're someone that's more passive, I've got a ton of programs that people can hop into and just do as a DIY, if you will. And that will just help them like work through their closet and what they've got currently in their world so that they can go at their own pace and just sort of work through things when they feel like they've, they've got a moment. So many ways to engage. I love it. And I think a topic that everybody wants to know more about, especially right now. I mean, if you're sitting there and you're on your couch and you're listening to this podcast and you want to break out of your pandemic sweats, yes. I go to fashiontranslated.com and check out all the things that Christy has to offer because I think that you will be pleasantly surprised about how you can level up or rise up um, yeah. through utilizing image as a tool by just doing some really easy things. And what I love about what we talked about, it doesn't have to break the bank. You yeah. can do this now. You can get up and do it and execute and be able to express yourself in a way that you love and feel good about, but also shows the level of success that you may not just have now, but what you're trying to go after. So what a great topic. Yes. Thank, thank you so much, Christy, for being with us. Like we said, we could talk about this for, yeah, for the next <laughs> week. This is phenomenal. We'll have to definitely connect. I would love to bring you into a few of our communities, have you uh, speak to them specifically about their challenges. Um, this yeah. is just phenomenal content. Thank you for joining us. Oh, well, thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure. And yes, I'd be honored to chat with them anytime. You guys are awesome. Thank you. Thank you. All right, everybody. Hope you enjoyed today's episode, but that's not it. We'll be back again next week with a brand new edition of the None of Your Business podcast. Make sure that you like, subscribe, and leave us a comment. Let us know what you thought about today's episode. Hopefully, you've learned something that you can begin to apply in your own dress, in your own fashion, so that you can even make a bigger impact out there in the world. We'll see you next week.